listening to the Joe Mays and J Rap Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Hockey. Hey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. Nine seconds left. Eagles by eight. Pretty. Lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone, and it is batted around and incomplete. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Let the celebration begin. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappa. Well, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to episode 255 of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me on time is yeah. Mr. Justin Raffoff. Yeah, man, and getting to hear that intro again, oh, man, that's not going to get old at all. So Hey, you got it for, oof. you know, at least another, what, 330 days? Oh, yeah, and then book it another year another, after that. Time, book yeah. it, right? In stone. <laughs> Don't need to use pencil. That's in pen, that's marker. Right. That's right. Get your tattoos now. You're, you're good to go. So. Yep. So. <laughs> While I would love to say that we're here tonight to talk football, it is March 25th, and it's not at the top. It's it's no, probably no. third. Right. Because, you know, we're in the middle of March Madness. We missed Saquon Barkley Day by a day. We did. So, uh, yeah. uh, but we also have, you know, besides being in the middle of March Madness, we have coming up Major League Baseball. Yeah. Starts Thursday. This week. Yeah. And... I think the first time since 1968, I believe, that all 30 teams will – well, 30 teams would not be since 1968, but that all the teams all are the opening teams on the league. exact yeah. same day. Yeah, yeah and they used to split it. You know, right, they, and then they started doing the crazy, like, single standalone starts, and, like, that's that's fine. I didn't mind the standalone starts when they're Sunday night. Like, if, if the season started tomorrow, that you have a game tonight, like, and start with Sunday night baseball, like, I'm cool with that. Um I wasn't a big fan of the let's send everyone to Australia and yeah. you know play China or Japan and then like or like, like it would have been like this past week and then right. they give them another week. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, but I am a fan of that everyone starts on the same day. I know there's some staggered starts then you know to finish out those series and that's fine too. But um, yeah, I, I I'm excited for baseball season. Um, you know, I I think and we'll get into it. I I think there's some. Reason for at least some optimism. Something, um, something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, 
better than last year, hopefully, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of see how things go. But uh, lots lots of place and not taking place in in the baseball off seasons. But um, you know, it'll, it'll be plenty to talk about tonight. Yeah, for sure. And uh, baseball is going to be the main topic, but it's not going to be our first topic because, uh, like always, people want to get updated on the bracket situation. Yep. And, you know, there was an overtime game today. Is it the first one of the tournament? No, no. There were some in the first round. There were some in the yeah, first round. Yeah, like sure. Alabama beat Oklahoma in overtime okay. in the first one. Um, yeah, th- there were some earlier overtime games. Um but yeah, that, man, that game. There were some two good games today, um, and it's been good, 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 sorry, good games as the tournament has gone on. Um, you know, you have some of those Cinderella stories still alive, and you got to be loving that. Um, in our bracket for the show, I believe, if if I read it correctly, I, I checked it out earlier. I believe if Villanova beats Kansas in the fi- in the semifinal, if Villanova wins, I believe your aunt will win. The bracket challenge, yes. yeah, most I likely. Here. I, got, I can pull it up here. And if I'm yeah, trying to so, think, okay. if if Kansas wins, it's looking good for my wife, who has three of her four Final Four teams in it. I believe right. she told me, which yeah. is insane. She's in a 97.6 percent. One of my me- one of my memories popped up today on uh, on Facebook and. Remind me of a few years ago when she had all four of her Final Four teams made the Final Four. Nice. So, yeah, she is good at picking brackets. She is. So uh, She stresses is, about it, too. I do have to add this in there, and this is my fault. So what I'm about to say, you can still oh, okay. get on okay. and want okay. for okay. it, but it is my fault. Uh, so I forgot to enter my dad's bracket in our challenge. Oh, man. It was out, but I never – so I can see what he had. I just, oh, okay, I just okay, checked okay. it out. So he actually has 680 points. So he's okay. right between my buddy Zach from the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast and your mom's look, second one, the one that she's right, canceling. Right. So he would slot right in there between be in four fifth. and five. Right. He does also have Villanova winning. Okay. But because he's behind my aunt, I think if Villanova wins, I think my aunt is still the overall champion. Right. He would probably be second then. Right, right. So, yeah, I just did look that up because I know he was uh, <laughs> feeling pretty good about it. And we, last week we realized that I never put him in our uh, our challenge here. We'll put that on him, though. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Um, but, yeah, so Jamie, who's won in the past, right? Uh, she won. I think so. Early. like She's yeah. always up there, but she, yes. she won, I think, one of the first few years. And then my aunt, who won two years ago because she picked Villanova to win. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so. it's one of those where people – I know people talk about – it's crazy. And I mentioned it last week. I mentioned it in saying how my bracket was no good anymore. If your champion's in, you are alive because of the escalating points as they go through. Not, not every bracket is run that way, but it makes sense because if you're picking them all at the beginning, you should be rewarded for wins – the, in games that you had to predict your team would even right, get, get there, there. You right. know? No, I understand um, it. But, yeah, so, like, if your champion's alive, you're still alive always in these things. Like, yeah, And it does come so down points. to, like, possible remaining points and all that stuff. But, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if Villanova wins, I believe it would go uh, my aunt, Steph, followed by my dad, followed by, I believe this is my uncle down here, Uncle Bob, okay. I think, and then Jamie. 
Jamie's other bracket. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jamie, I think, is pretty much, if Kansas or Villanova wins, she's guaranteed a top five finish. Right, yeah. So. So, so um, and go one Loyola, of them is guaranteed right? to be in the championship. Yeah, yeah. So. And I had an interesting conversation, independent of of these, like independent of brackets. And I understand brackets would you would be impossible to do if this were the case. But it will be interesting to me if they reseeded once you got to the final four. You have two one seeds playing each other in the one semifinal, and you have a three. You have a three and eleven, right? You have a three and an eleven playing in the other. Yeah, that's the way it is. It's the tournament. It's set up. You know, that's the way it falls. Like I'm not saying they should do that. It was just something that was brought up to me today, and like I thought that would be interesting. You know, and that's the first time you could really do it because everyone's going to be at the same site anyway. It wouldn't really matter in that regard. It wouldn't change where you're traveling to or anything like that. Uh, so but. if Nova wins, I think uh, John Rogers will come in fourth, fourth yeah, or fifth, and then Greg up. will be up there as well. Um, I had been in the top ten, even top five, despite Cincinnati getting knocked out. Uh, but Duke losing today hurt me. Yeah. Uh, I needed Duke to beat Kansas. See, I had Michigan State coming out of that bracket, so like it didn't really matter to me. As long as Villanova and Duke st- stayed alive, I was going to stay in it. Right. But once Duke lost today, that that one hurt. So. Looking at the rest of uh, a couple other people still with Villanova, Adam included. Mm-hmm. Which kills him. But <laughs> now that Duke is out, um, I'll be interested to talk to him tomorrow to see who he who he prefers in Kansas who beat Duke versus Villanova. And honestly, I know what the answer is going to be because I think he picked Villanova in lots of brackets. So now and if that's the case, he'll he'll be hoping Villanova wins purely to win. Yeah. And my cousin Todd, uh, happy belated birthday, celebrating yeah, yesterday. Yeah. His son celebrating tomorrow. The Villanova graduate picked Villanova mm-hmm. to win. Surprise, surprise. And uh, he'll jump up a little bit if Nova does it. I was also cheering for Duke because Haley, while being way down there low, she had Duke, and if uh, Duke would have ended up uh, winning, she would have shot up there and finished probably in the top ten, maybe top five. Um, Natalie didn't have a good year. <laughs> she hasn't gotten any points since the first round. So Tough. That's yeah, tough. It was yeah. tough. It was tough, but, you know, hey, there's always next year. She is. She can say that she has led this bracket challenge for an entire weekend hey, before. Hey. So, um, yeah, so that's our bracket update. Again, it comes down to uh, Jamie... Uh, Steph. Once again, Mom, Chalk. Chalk, Bob. even in the craziness, Chalk having a respectable showing at sitting there at six right now. So, uh. To chalk pitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was worried at, at the beginning. I was worried. Especially when Virginia went out. Yeah. I was like, oh man, chalk picks are not. Mm-hmm. But every year, man, every year they think they're top 10. Oh, think about it, the whole right side. So, like, everybody talks about the craziness on the left side, and it was crazy on the left side. On the right side, you had a one versus three today, and you had a one versus two. Pretty much well, <laughs> expected. Yeah, so. So, all right. Well, we're going to give out the contact info now because I don't think we've done that in a few weeks. So, uh, we have a bunch of different ways you can interact with the show, and Justin has that information for you. Yeah, we'd love to have your take on any of the tournament stuff or baseball stuff coming up or, or any other th- questions you may have for us. Um, you can call the Mace Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also... Email uh, the show anytime using the May Sandwich Shop email inbox at JoeMaze and JRAF at gmail.com. Again, JoeMaze and JRAF at gmail.com. 
You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you hit us up on there. Look for Joe Mays and JRAF or Joe Mays and JRAF show. So let's move on to the topic of the night, which is baseball, mostly Phillies. I don't have, excuse me, I don't have a ton to say about Major League Baseball in general. But the biggest thing to happen was Giancarlo Stanton being traded from the Miami Marlins. Yeah, the, the fire sale that is the Marlins. Right. Um, uh, Derek Jeter, uh, the new ownership yeah. of the Marlins. And Everyone was like, yes, Derek Jeter's the owner of the Marlins now. And then immediately was, no, Derek Jeter's getting rid of everyone. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's kind of how that goes um, when you buy a team, that kind of team. You don't, you try and get rid of everyone, and it's, it's the way you get better in baseball. Um, and lots of sports are going through this right now. Um, basketball is a big one. Um, Tanking and fire yeah, sales. Like and how it's better to be – and we've talked about this a we've, long time. We've, we've talked about so this for years. Times. And it was kind of always there. But now teams – and not the players. We're not saying players are throwing games. But like organizations at the organizational, like the front office level, they are trying to put their team in a position where they can't win so that they get worse, so that they get better – for the long run, not in the immediacy. We just mentioned it before the show. Like people rip on the Sixers for it because they were one of the first teams to kind of just openly be like, trust the process, right? right. Well, the process just got them a playoff spot for the first time since 2012. They have 42 wins, I think, in the regular season. Or, sorry, they have a chance to have more wins in the regular season than they've had since 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which th- those were the teams, well, not the 2002 team, but I think it was the 2001 team that went to the finals. Yeah. Um, you know, but those were the, in in our lifetime, those were the heydays of the Sixers. Right. Um, compared to the 80s. No, no. But yeah, when, when you look at it, and so Houston, or well, let's take it back even further. Cubs did it, won the World Series. Houston did it, won the World Series. There are a lot of people saying like the Phillies also did this. Now they were late getting into it because of um they had some of those contracts that, you know, kind of ran out instead of being able to get rid of some of the guys from that late uh, 2000s run that they made. But when you look at how it kind of plays out, they um <clears throat> a couple a few years ago, they ended the season with only one guy on the roster I think making more than a million dollars that year. Well, that tells you something. One, it tells you the team is really young. It tells you the team is not built with veterans who have lots of experience. And the team's going to lose a lot. And when the team loses a lot, you get high draft picks. Yep. Those high draft picks turn into prospects, you hope. And some of those prospects get signed to six-year deals today before they ever even kind yeah, of make it we into are definitely gonna get <coughs> some of those things. So, so there's reason for optimism. So you add into some of these prospects are making their way to the majors now. And then you also tie into they got a couple pieces in free agency where, you know, it's it's not like they went out and got like home run like oh my gosh this guy is you know pencil him into for a championship kind of moves, but all of a sudden you start thinking well is this guy the difference between you know five games maybe you know is this guy could this guy maybe help them win five games and that's a ten game swing you know like I I don't know could they combined help them. That's where it gets pretty interesting, you know. So, um, and the pressure's not on them because uh, the Nationals are, are by and far going to be the team of choice in the East this year. Yeah, for sure. As they should be. Yeah. They're loaded. 
Um, just real quick to put a bow on the Sixers thing that J- Justin mentioned some of the stats. And, uh, you know, this is the first time the team has won. Are they at 41 right now or did they get to 42? I think they're at 41. Okay, they clinched so, today, though, because I think Detroit lost. Well, they're likely to win at least another game. Oh, yeah. So it'll be the well, first time. They've won 17 out of the last 21. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time since the 2010-2011 season that they'll have won more than – well, they won 41 games. So – the last time they've won more than 41 games was back in 2004-2005 when they won 43. And they have a chance to beat that. I was going to say, if they have an amazing run, they could get close to or equal the 2002 team that got to 48. Yeah, wow. 48 and 34. And uh, that was two years removed from the finals run. We said the finals run was 2001, which we were right. It was a 2000-2001 yeah. season. It that happened that in the team, summer that team was late spring. So much fun to watch. Oh yeah, Iverson, Matumbo, McKee, Larry Brown, of course. Iverson won MVP. McKembe won Defensive Player of the Year. Now I think Matumbo only came over halfway, like more than halfway through, because yeah. um, I can't remember the guy's name. They had another big man who broke his hand like in February, and they traded for Matumbo at the deadline. Um, Aaron McKee was Sixth Man of the Year. Larry Brown was coach of the year. Um, it was quite the – I mean, they won 56 games. So. Yeah, and they were the only team to beat the Lakers in the playoffs that year. Yeah. The Lakers went 16-1 and one in the yep. playoffs that year. Yeah. Is that um, is that team that won – no, no. I was going to say, is that the most the Sixers have ever won in the season? But no, I forgot. Uh, when they were dominant in the 80s, they were winning high 50s. Yeah, that 60s. championship team. <laughs> that 82-83. Whew. Wow. Yep. They swept the swept Lakers. Swept the Lakers. Well – Moses Malone, Bobby Jones, Julius. Well, they went. The, the playoffs were a different format, and they went twelve and one. Yeah, that's un- unreal. So, uh, we actually are going to talk a little bit more NBA in the next month or so. Uh, not today. Uh, in the next month, month, month and a half, close. To, you know, when the playoffs mm-hmm. are going, prepping uh, for Sixers playoff we're talk. Going to mm-hmm. have our buddy Dallas Wood back on the program hey, that right. we had all last right. year from the. Bad Motivator Star Wars podcast. He also does Pop Culture Underground Interested to podcast. hear his take on uh, Rookie of the Year takes because it's kind of between Utah and uh, Ben Simmons here. Um, ben it's Simmons. Be ben Simmons. I agree. It has to be Ben Simmons. I'm interested to hear if a Utah fan would bring up or argue that Ben Simmons was a rookie last year. He just didn't play. <laughs> well, I, I, always thought, I always thought about that. It's funny that the NBA does that. Right. Because, I'm, you know, I don't think – would that happen in the NFL if a rookie wouldn't miss? If they miss the whole season, probably. In baseball, so? there's like a set number. Right. Like, so you can get called up in September, but if you get called up in like July, you yeah. probably like blow your shot at it. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to talk to Dallas about uh, all things NBA-related, 76ers, Rookie of the Year. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about about LeBron James. And, yeah, coming uh, to the Sixers next year. And how Justin will do a 180 when he lands in Philadelphia next year. So Yeah, yeah gladly. We, we, I, I've, I've talked to Dallas every day, so uh, I will make sure to uh, figure out his schedule, and uh, we'll get him on in the next uh, six weeks. And uh, so you mentioned Ben Simmons. How about that stat of if he played for like a handful of other franchises, yeah. he'd already be the franchise leader. In yeah, I think doubles. nine other franchises. Oh, and then he had another triple-double yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so he would actually be above that. He's at 10 triple-doubles. The only person with more triple-doubles in the rookie season was Oscar Robertson. Kind of good. Terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. He is incredible. <laughs> he, he's. I feel like he's... A guy that a lot of times when people mention, like, what's your top five in NBA right. history, people forget about him. 
which oh, is yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but enough uh, college basketball and NBA basketball. Let's get to Major League Baseball and talk about our Philadelphia Phillies who, you know, it's crazy. Justin and I just had a wow, we're old talk on via text the other night. For the record, those are happening all the time yeah. now. And I don't like it, but I just can't stop. Right. Just everything that happens makes me feel old. So um, I forget what I started the conversation about, but you were like, yeah, and it's basically 10 years since the Phillies won the World Series. Just give me a second. Oh, so, yeah, hold on. We'll, we'll pull up the yeah. iPhone, the text messages. I, I said something. Hopefully it's uh, okay to share. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. Let's see. We texted oh, a lot. So. Yeah, it was George Mason trip to the Final Four was 12 years ago. Yeah. We are old. And, and I said yes. was seven years ago. And then I just brought then up. You were like, yeah, Phillies, they won the World Series 10 years ago, yeah. you know, this fall. So, yeah, ouch. So the Phillies run started over a decade ago. It started in 2007. Yeah. And we had five glorious years where they, you know, won the NL East overtaking the Mets in glorious fashion a few years. Then we had the dominant run in 2011 where they won 102 games. But each year since the uh, World Series win, they took a step back like one notch each season. Lose the World Series, lose the NLCS, lose the NLDS. And they haven't actually been in the playoffs when the wild card existed. The the way it's instituted now, you know, with the one-game playoff. Yeah. They've never been in the playoffs during that time. It's crazy to think we've had as many years since the run as the run really kind of lasted. More, really. Well, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, we're six, I, I, six I, non-playoff I, years and we won the right. division. I counted, I counted 2007. Well, no, 07 is, is the fifth year. 07 through one, 11. Two. Yeah, you're right. And 12 so through one, 17 two. is... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's been longer since the run than yeah. it was... The, Oh, that that's awful. But since the end of the here we're swinging season, up now, though it's going to swing up this right. year. Since the end of the 2011 season, the Phillies haven't done better than 500. They've never won more than 81 games. Um, they won 81 and 81 in 2012. Then back to back 73 and 89 seasons in 13 and 14. A big drop to 63 and 99. Didn't lose 100 though in 2015. Rebounded in 2016 to get back to 71 and 91, which I think. Had a lot of people thinking that last year they could get to mid-70s, maybe right. upper 70s, closing in on that 500 record, getting to those 81 wins, but they didn't. They took a step back. They went down to 66, which is their uh, the second worst season since that run of uh, successful campaigns. And um, the, the 63 wins in 2015 and the 66 in 2017 were the worst since 2000. Uh, so it had been a long time since the Phillies – weren't at least relevant or in the conversation for the wild card um, for the better part of like 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Uh, until this uh, this dry spell since uh, really 2013, because 2012, you know, they, they, they're sitting right around 500. But it's 2018. Things are crazy different. I don't think there's a single player or no. even staff member from that run left in the mm-hmm. organization yeah not that i'm aware no nobody in a major position no right there yeah there could be some minor minor uh, people but you know just a complete overhaul and uh, and rebuild and mm-hmm. you know i i don't ever think no one ever used the word tanking with the phillies because well they weren't they were holding on to older players that right. they felt they owed something and right. fans would hate to see them go eventually 
they all had to leave. And, you know, it was disappointing that they had to leave, but it also was a necessity. And right. it takes time to rebuild a In team. In baseball, more than any other sport, probably, it takes time to rebuild. When you don't have endless money supply, you know, like some teams, it takes time. So it's been a long six years. Hopefully, this seventh year removed from the last playoff appearance, we'll see movement in the right direction. Yeah, and that and that's honestly where you got to put it. I know some people are some people are high on the Phillies chances and I was actually listening to a podcast the other day where they asked the 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 national writer like who's a team that no one's talking about that you think you know could turn heads this year and and maybe make a run at the playoffs. And the guy said the Phillies cuz there's like a pause cuz he's he's calling in and I'm like Oh, please say the Phillies. Please say the Phillies. And he's like, honestly, he's like, people I talk to around the league are saying the Phillies. He's like, I've yet to see him. He was heading there like this weekend to see him in spring training. Um, but he's just like, you know, the, they have some pieces, you know, that that could kind of come around. And yeah, I, I don't know that they have what it takes to make a playoff run, but you know, I I think they have the pieces in place to start turning the tide and and. You know, you start to see some of the pieces in place are some of the homegrown talent. And, you know, who knows that they'll turn out, how it'll turn out when they're, you know, when you're relying on these guys. But that's how it worked well, a decade ago or more than a decade ago. I mean, you saw the homegrown talent start to make the way to the to the major you league saw level. It in 2000, well, I mean, Rollins was really early. I would say right. Utley in 04, 05. Yeah. Wasn't that when he broke in? Remember, <coughs> yeah. it was his first home run at Grand Slam. Was that his yeah. first at bat as a Philly? Yeah. And that was like 04-ish, right? Now, Somewhere Rollins had there. been there a few years. But then Utley comes up. Then Howard in the next two years. Right. And then it You start adding comes, all those pieces get, from the minor leagues. Yeah. Well, 06, you got super close to making the wild card. Right. 07, you win the division. 08, you're World Series champ. So, I mean, there is a progression. It takes time. But hopefully this is the middle of that and not the very beginning. Right. We don't want it to be another three to four years until they make the playoffs. We want that to be in the next two to three years right. at the worst. So you mentioned the homegrown talent. Just looking here, I can pull this up so everyone can, can see it here. And you go around the horn here, starting a catcher, Alfaro and Knapp, both yep. Phillies draft picks, I believe, were picked up when they were in the minor leagues. through the minor leagues of the, the system. Right. Now, Santana obviously was a big name free agent pickup, but... Um, Hernandez, same thing. Yep. Either Phillies draft pick or worked his way up through the system. Yep. J.P. Crawford, same thing. High draft pick. Michael Franco, ditto. Reese Hoskins, first run of the scene. Althair, who's not even in the starting lineup, according to this depth uh, chart. Right. Also, same thing. Abdul Herrera claimed. You know, he right. wasn't a draft pick of the Phillies, yeah. but he's blossomed in yeah. the Phillies organization. Oh, and and Nick, Nick Williams. Who they got in a trade, I believe, and came up through the Phillies system. system. Right. And then the rotation. Nola, Pavetta, Velasquez, uh, Eflin, Eikhoff. I know for – and no, wait. Did they just get a Hutchison? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I can't remember now. I'm blanking on Hutchison. But the majority of the guys up for the rotation yep. are either draft picks or guys they acquired in other trades and worked their way up through the system. Right. Now, obviously – Arietta is not that. He is the uh, the veteran right. presence. So you have Arietta and Santana that you kind of are piecing in there. Um, another thing to kind of note, you see, um, you see, is it Roman Quinn? I think. Yeah. Roman Quinn, kind of all over the place in the outfield there, 
and you see Kingery almost everywhere. You see him because he can play five positions, right? It's unbelievable. Yeah. And, well, same thing with Reese. They're trying, you know, they're playing him in left field because they can't play him at first base. Right. Right. So he's, uh, you know, he. That well, could and be it, a big... and it, and it's going to be interesting because the new coaching staff in Philadelphia um, has said they're going to do it. They're going to switch left field and right field based on the spray charts, based on the numbers. Where the hitter is more likely to hit the ball, they're going to put the better defender in that side Which of the field. Williams are off there. Yes. Yes. So. I assume they're keeping a Google in center. Yeah. Yeah. They would just switch left and right. Um, they also um, supposedly will be batting the pitcher eighth sometimes. Really? Yes. Um, is Crawford batting? I'm not sure. But, the it, you know, we saw uh, La Russa used to do that some to help turn over the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um in the ninth position. Now there, there's, you know, people look at it kind of a couple different ways. Some people really don't like that um, because they, you know, you're like, your pitcher's going to get more at bats then. Yeah. But if the idea is to get the lineup over to the top of your lineup and also put the guys in the top of your lineup who are better in a better spot with guys on base, then yeah, it's, it's a numbers thing. And again, it's one of those things where people, May not like it, but that that's just kind of how it's going to go. Yeah. So, you know, I uh, my dad points out the Phillies haven't had a great spring. No, I but think they've I, been pretty average. Right. They're right around five hundred, I think. I feel like I've seen them lose more than I've seen them win. But you know, it is just spring training. You have guys playing who aren't going to make the big league squad. You already had turnover, you know, unfortunately right. we had to see Cameron Ruff get designated for right. assignment today, but if they're going to go with Alfaro and Knapp, they didn't really have a spot for him. Right, and the writing was on the wall there with Ruff, but I, I think a lot of people knew that, um, you know, yeah, your starters are playing like three, four innings at most, you know, so like, I don't really have any problem with like, you know, if they went winless in, in spring, like that's an issue, or if, like, Honestly, the big thing from from the spring that you don't want to see is lots of injuries. If you see lots of injuries, yeah. that's a problem. I think they're okay. Relatively speaking, I think they're fine. So, yeah, I'm not super worried about like the spring. What it comes down to is you got to All right, so you start in Miami, I believe. It's where they play on on oh, I thought it was Atlanta. Oh, I I don't know. Okay, I, I, I thought they were in Miami, just, but let me just pull it up here. Either way, either way, that's a game you got to win cuz both those teams are tanking. Right? So that's well, two teams. See, I heard that the Braves could be the Philly, like the Braves and Phillies okay. are the same team this year. That's... And that and that could be. Yeah, it's in Atlanta. Okay, so they're in Atlanta. I know Atlanta's best player is going to start the season in minor leagues because they're not going to pull him up till May or June to not start his big league clock, his right. contract clock for another year. Um, and a lot of people argued that he was one of the best players on. He'd be the best player on a few different teams. And he's still not in the major leagues because of the contract issues. Not issues. It's just the way major league baseball works. Like the sooner you get to the big leagues, the sooner that arbitration clock starts, the sooner yep. you become a free agent. So, so yeah, they, so they, they have off. a six game road trip to start the season. Yep. They're in Atlanta for three. They actually have Easter Sunday off. And then they have they go to the Mets yep. uh for 
the start of April before the home opener against, against the, Marlins the Marlins. That's what I was getting April at. April 5th. Yep. So. So. so, you know, if you can maybe win two out of three in Atlanta, let's say if, if you lose two out of three in New York, give them time. Their pitchers will get hurt. Four but, and two, baby. Oh, I'm man. Four, four, and two would be, four and two would be incredible. And then you, you take two out of three against the Marlins and the Reds aren't aren't necessarily geared up for a run. Then you have Tampa Bay, eh, and then the Braves again, and the Pirates, who sold off a bunch of their people. Honestly, you could argue that until the end of April, like the 24th, when they play the Diamondbacks, could be the first team. Now, the Mets, people would say, have playoff aspirations, but they've been hurt how many times, you know, lately. Um, And that's what I said last year. I don't know why that would change this year. Um, Diamondbacks are probably the best team they play, and they don't play them until the 24th of April, so... Yeah, so um, uh, you have what? Uh, Twenty-two. Man, they play. They have thirty-three games in the first. They play the Braves nine times in the first month. So they only play them ten times the rest of the season. Wow! So you get in on this this action, oh. fifty grand. Yeah. Should I? Yeah, Should why we... not? We'll do it live on oh, the show. Oh, see, I don't know that I'll have enough signal to do it. No. You don't have enough signal? No, not down here. I never I never have signaled down here, man. Hey, you got yeah. issues. That's why when I walk out, like <laughs> my phone like dings a lot. Stuff. Yeah. Alright, so uh Phillies, if they want to do damage this year, they gotta get off to a hot start, which has not been their forte no. for a long time during the, when they were really good and in the times that they were bad, they were right. a much better second half team. Uh, you know, end of July and August were their time. Yeah. They'd fall back a little bit in September, but they would go on a scorch uh, tear for six to eight weeks in the end of July through August and early September. Um, uh, with this way the schedule setting up, hopefully they can do that here. So the biggest things from the Phillies, the two offseason acquisitions of Carlos Santana and Jake Arrieta, and then the dependence on young, homegrown talent kind of came to fruition today where they gave Scott Kingery a, was it a five or six year deal? Plus I feel like it three was year, three club options. Right. Yeah. I feel like it was six. Um, but yeah, with all the options, it got a little confusing as to how exactly that's going to play out. But um, yeah, so the Phillies are definitely kind of, as people said, they're kind of bumped up the, the time frame, not necessarily into a win the world series this year kind of mode, but certainly into a, we're looking to win more than 60, 70 games this year. Like, yeah. um, and honestly, when I look at it, I feel like that that's what they're doing. And, and I think they're going to try and make a push. Um, you know, I, I'm really intrigued as to can they get a, another big name free agent, you know, maybe next year. We'll have to kind of see. A lot of that's probably going to depend on how this season goes, though. Well, you know, if, if they're – if they, they come across as the team with lots of young talent and, you know, a, a piece away, then if they have the money, why wouldn't someone sign there, you know? Oh, yeah. But if you, they appear like if they're still winning 60, 70 games, yeah, you, yeah I'm you not going to, there. You need to have a guy that is ready to go, um, that, that is ready to win now, and the Phillies have to, at a minimum, be at 500, I think. Right. You know, to have the possibility yeah. of uh, signing a big, a big gun, um, like Bryce Harper. 
Right. Yeah. That, like, don't I mean, get me wrong. Big... I want Mike Trout, but he's not a free agent next year. Right. That that dream ended a few years ago when he signed the long term deal. Right. Right. Uh, to stay with the Angels, but yeah, the biggest one is um, Bryce Harper. Yeah, Manny Machado is going to the um, and Great. and and well, here's the thing. Go ahead, go to them because they're going to be they're going to be paying essentially three quarters of a billion dollars to three players. Yeah, like <laughs> well, and where would Machado fit in in the Phillies right now? If you're committed to Kingery, you have Crawford. No, listen, I like Machado because he plays for the plays for or- the Orioles, right? right. right. Like, yeah. that's why I like him. But they need they need him to get off to a good start, and they need to trade him, and they need to tra- they need Adam Jones to do the same thing and trade him, or if they think they can sign him, sign him to an extension. But they probably should have done that already if they were going to. If, um, if the Phillies are doing well, I mean, I obviously, I, I, you know, Bryce Harper's a guy you love to hate, but if he's in wearing the Phillies pinstripes, I'm all about it. Another well, guy. What's not to love if he's on your team? Like, you know, that's definitely something you would have to have to, you know, you'd have to want. I would like to see Kimbrel. Yeah. Come, come, you know, if you're starting, if you're, you know, if the Phillies do so well this year that they're challenging for the wild card right in that running. Getting a relief pitcher like Kimbrel would be interesting to add to uh, their arsenal. Um, trying to think of some of the other guys. Let's see. I always loved Matt Weiders, but now he's he's over he's thirty. With the Nationals, and, yeah. Right. But oh, uh, Puig. Yeah. Puig. Yeah. See, I like watching Puig play. I don't want him around all the young players on on the Phillies. Like, I just feel like. Um, not that he's to blame for any of the issues, and mm-hmm. he turned it around last year when it counted yeah. with the Dodgers. But look, I I want the young guys to not have any distractions or minimal distractions, and I think that Puig coming to Philly, it, it that was one of those situations where if it's working, it would be great. If it's not great, it's going to be awful. There's not a lot of in between there, and I think that would be a problem. Um, I guess we kind of glossed over this. We didn't even really mention it, but. Um, Phillies have a new manager. Yeah, <laughs> Gabe Kapler. Yeah, um, former former uh, major league player. I think I know him from his days in Boston. Yeah, yeah possibly. Like I, he's, I honestly don't really remember him as an as oh, a major league player. Not much? not a lot. Not really. I think he played for Boston. Did he? Yeah, oh five oh six. Okay. So um, well, that that's the one that I remember. Uh, oh no, oh three oh four too. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was on the team that won the World right, Series. That's right. why I remember him. So, um, yeah. So, new manager. You mentioned kind of the sabermetrics taking a lot of hold. They're going to be using good the spray chart you said to flip flop. Um, are they going to be using the shift too? No, oh, I think they're going to shift like crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Anything else to say about individuals before we get into our expectations? Um, no, it's time for the young guys to to take another step forward. I know we took a step back last year. Um, I have high expectations in for the individuals and for the team. And I know it may take them a little bit to get everything clicking, but come May, like I hope they don't bury themselves in April. And I hope come May and, and really June that they can, they can be a fun team. I want them to basically be like the Sixers where no one really considers them a contender for a championship right now. But, you know, maybe a piece or two away. And I also want it to be set up so that 
no one wants to play them. Like that's the talk in the NBA right now. No How like yeah, the Sixers. Sixers. No one thinks they're going to go out and win the championship, but no one in the East wants to play them right now. Right. Like they're they're hot. They've got young talent that like kind of that doesn't know any better. You know why can't we win? Kind of attitude. I I want the Phillies to be that. I want the Phillies to be beating teams that they might have no real business beating. You know. Um, and kind of just be that team that no one wants to play and that teams are hoping don't sneak into that last wild card spot because if you get into a one game um you know win or go home or win or go home um that no one wants to play them in that you know and that's kind of what I'm I'm hoping they can kind of get up to that level but we'll have to kind of wait and see so I'm, I pulled up Scott Kingery's uh, profile on Wikipedia here and uh he attended Mountain Point High School. Do you know why um, Mountain Point High School is uh, interesting? Is Mountain Point who Wilson played when they went out? <laughs> that too. is. Wilson had a home-and-home home series in high school football with Mountain Point High School outside of Phoenix, Arizona. I feel like you may have just watched those games. In 1997 <laughs> and 1998. Uh, Wilson hosted them in 1997 and won the game and then went to Mountain Point in 1998 and got beat up pretty good. 97 was head coach Gerald Slemmer's final season. 1980 was head coach Jim Catapio's first season. And Imagine taking over a program and they're like, oh, by the way, you have to take your team to Arizona. Well, yeah. It's, uh, so Gerald's brother, Harold, was the coach or it maybe was just an, an administrator at yeah. Mountain Point. And that's how they got hooked up there. So this wasn't just some random thing like so, Wilson goes out of state to play football team. This was like right. one of only a maybe – a handful of times in Wilson's nearly 75-year history of football that they've done it. I did figure out they played a team from Delaware, but at Wilson, also in the 90s. Uh, Salsanium or something like that? Salsanium? I don't even know how to say it. Uh, but yeah, Mountain Point High School. Scott Kingery, graduate of Mountain Point. So about 10 years ago, I went to a conference in Atlanta, and um, there was a conference for teachers leading up to an international biotechnology conference, right? Um, and I'm there, and there's a teacher from Arizona and I was like oh that you know that's interesting I was like the guy who was the principal at my high school now lives in Arizona and he's a principal he like retired from Pennsylvania he's a principal out there he's like and I could see the guy's face and I immediately knew like he knew because how often can that scenario happen right Right. I was like yeah it's um you know it's Jerry Slummer and he just looked his eyes got so wide (laughs) and like it was either his school or he knew Jerry through Harold like it was one of those scenarios like oh my gosh and I'm just like yeah, how crazy was that? Now, here I am in Atlanta amongst tens of thousands of other people at this conference and meet a guy who knows, you know, small our, our world, high school you know, principal. Yeah, but uh, we, we, we started talking about it and then kind of went on a tangent. So what do you think <laughs> of the Scott Kingery deal? So it was hey, if a you think he's the, if you deal, think he's the, the real deal, which they clearly, clearly do, yeah. um, get him locked up now. Yeah, get I mean, him locked up now. He um, – this is only what his fourth year in the Philly I think system. So. I, think well, so. I mean, he was drafted in 2015. Now I don't yeah. remember. Um, he did. He just went to uh, Class A Lakewood, so he did right. sign right after they drafted him. Um, so he's only been with the Phillies for a few years. He's already right. made the opening day roster, yeah. and actually, Gabe Kapler was asked if he was going to start, and he kind of hedged his bets there and was kind of waffling a little bit because he said for. Opening day, he likes to give the veterans that Good. opportunity. But I think after that, it was pretty much anything goes. 
Good. Well, because and they mentioned the Braves pitcher that they're facing, and I can't remember him off the top of my head. But both Hernandez and and Franco, where he where Kingery is most likely to play second or third, both of them are not great against the Braves pitcher that eh. is starting. And I, like I said, I can't remember who it is. But you know, so there's an opportunity there. But it sounds like they might let the the established guys and both. Hernandez and Franco aren't that old either, so it's no. crazy, crazy to think. But you're talking yeah. about a kid who's, you know, he's not even 24. He's 23 right now. No. This reminds me of all the young guys the Flyers have, too. I was looking over yeah. their roster. I know. I know they lost today in overtime, so they got a point. But, right. like, the Sixers, the Flyers, and the Phillies are stacked with young talent. Yeah. And if you talk about the Eagles, the position you need most in the NFL is quarterback <laughs> And they have a guy that was probably the MVP until he tore up his knee. Right. Oh, and they have a lot of the pieces from a successful team locked up for the next couple of years. So if this all could come to fruition, Philly's the next Boston. <laughs> we're doing it. That's what we. They're want. all going to win. That's what we want. And uh, I that's would, what we want, and we want it now. <laughs> well, what I want, you know, if you're, you're like, it's going to be two years from now, like say in 2020. But if you told me like the the Flyers. The Sixers and the Phillies all have, make the championship in the same year. I mean, that because of the talent and potential, it's there. I don't know that my blood pressure can handle that kind of that See, kind the, of the success. The biggest issue would be Flyers Sixers because that would be within like ten days of each other. Yeah, it would be happening like in our mix. Yeah. yeah, like at, when the Flyers win it, like a week to two. Yeah, weeks but when later, LeBron's the on the Sixers, well, right. like we know they're going to win, right? He's he's. Going out on top, he's going to win three in a row. Right. With he's he trusts the process. <laughs> he should. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He should complete the process, like the billboard says. Uh, my dad also mentioned and Nova winning this year, oh, second in three gosh. years. That would be incredible city, too, man. If, if if what a five year run that would be. A Nova in sixteen and eighteen, and throwing the Eagles this year, and then you know one or two of these teams win it in the next three years. Hey, the pieces are there. Pieces are there. They just gotta, just gotta realize that potential now, especially with, with the well, all of them. Like, like it's amazing yeah. the young talent that's in Philadelphia right. sports right now. Yeah. So if you're a Philadelphia fan, while it's been a little bit brutal in the last decade until the Eagles won the title, not to discount Villanova, but we're talking professional here. Um, you know, you hadn't seen too much. You saw the Flyers fall in the Stanley Cup championship, Stanley Cup final, and, and after the 2010 season, but. Other than that, since the Phillies won the World Series or lost the 0-9-1, like what else had there been? Right. Yeah. You know, you had the Sixers being awful. You had the Eagles not able to get it done with a few coaches. You know, you saw Reed left in the debacle um, with Chip Kelly after that. I get all these things popping up on my feed too, reminders of how I was like, "Listen, I don't think this was a bad move, <laughs> like for like Eagles and Chip Kelly stuff." And it and almost all of them were bad moves, and I'm just like, oh, I was just well after the I was first year, blind I optimism because like I was the one on the show blind going optimism. like, oh man, I don't know, just don't know if this is gonna work. Mm-hmm. And then the first year they went what like twelve and four or something yeah, like that, yeah. and I was like, oh man, I look like an idiot. And then the next year, next year, and then it was downhill. I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, and then you started trading players that he didn't get along with, um, and that didn't work out so well. Yeah, but so it goes. So the Phillies, you know, I, what do you think? It's amazing. You you talk about the podcast you listen to, the things I've been reading from the experts out there. You know, the talking heads at ESPN and CBS and everything. They're also mentioning the Phillies as this is an interesting year because they could both 
They could collapse under the pressure right. and the young talent. They could rise up and shock people. And a lot of them are leaning towards the shocking phase oh, of being close be to or challenging right. for the wild card. Now, they're right. not talking about winning the division. Right, exactly. I'm telling you, Sixers. The Sixers have set the bar for the <laughs> Phillies. Be just, good enough. Just, well, I mean, they what did they win last year? 65? I think it was 66, but Okay, yeah. right around there. So, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, was, you were way off. I think yes. it was 66. I don't, and I don't remember. Last year, you and I, I, I was saying mid-70s. You said high 70s, close yeah, to 500. Yeah, I thought they were going to battle for 500. And they didn't do it. Right. So, this year, what do I think? Yeah. I, I'm going to go a pretty decent bounce back. I don't think, they may be in wildcard contention, but when it comes down to it, I think they'll be out of it with a couple weeks to go in the season. And I'm not sure they're going to quite get to 500. I can see something like 79, 80, like right there. So I think 78, 79. Yeah, that's. I'm going to say 81. You're going to say. I'm going to say. 500. I'm going to say. That's it. a 15 and game swing. It is. It is. But again, when you think of 15 game swing, right? Again, it, that's. All right. There's still some games you're you're absolutely going to lose, but. You know, I I think that can happen. I I really do. I think I think they have the potential to be that team that nobody wants to play. Oh, I don't I, I don't I think that. they sure. get that second wild card. I think they miss out by maybe three four games, um, and that's okay because I think there's going to be some excitement about the Phillies in August and September, which would be incredible um, if if that would actually hold true. Um, there's like, don't get me wrong. Like the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I love the Eagles. I love the NFL. We talk football almost all the time on the show right? and in real life. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I'm intrigued with the Flyers now. I'd be lying if I said I follow the Flyers as closely now as I did before. Um, cutting the cable cord has, has done a little bit to that too, but also just in time, like, you know, I just haven't followed them as closely but again hitting that point now where i'm like oh hey you know like (laughs) this team man talk about a team where you're like i don't really know what to think about them because they've had moments this year where you're like fire everybody they need to start over and then you have moments where you're like oh my gosh they could win the stanley cup this year you know like i know (laughs) it's like all within one season um so i don't know what to think about them sixers i've been on board um i've actually thought about this a lot lately a couple years ago, I know I said to some people, maybe not you, but I, I used to tell people the Sixers were going to make the playoffs before the before the Eagles were because I thought this was going to be the year the Eagles swung back and next year was the year for the Eagles. Mm. Um, and I thought the Sixers would make the playoffs this year. So if I look at it from that point where the Sixers – I thought the Sixers, this is the year they would make the playoffs. I was, cr- I was right on that. I sold the Eagles short. You did. Just a little bit, right? Just, 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 a, sad, tad. just a tad. Um, I'm still so, kicking myself for not picking them because I was so uh, waffling between them and the Giants. You remember that? Yeah. First yeah. and third, first and third. I had Dallas in second, but who did I want to <laughs> put in first? And I was so close to saying the Eagles. So now I really wish I would have. I feel like, I feel like the the Phillies can get there. I think they can be that team that gets 81. And I know that's a big jump. I know they probably fall short and end up. I hope in the high 70s. If they can finish seventy-eight or if they can finish seventy-seven or above, I'm not disappointed, right? Anything less than seventy-seven wins, I'm disappointed with this year. And I know that's a big jump. That's eleven game, eleven wins more, or eleven or twelve more wins this year than last year. So 
Um, I'm really hopeful, but yeah. we'll have to wait and see. We're right on the same page because I'm 77 to 80 is my range, and that's that yeah. is a big jump. That's a lot, but that's what I want to see now with the addition of Santana and Arietta yeah. and these younger guys that have been around for a few years now, and then some of the guys that just came up last year or Santana this year. in in our ballpark too. Yeah. Hello, like that. that but, should, and the way that Reese finished him. last year yeah. on fire. Yeah. And you know, I just with some protection in the lineup now too. Like, yeah, so I, you know, I have, uh, I have hopes. Now my dad is a little bit more, you know, bringing it back. He says seventy to seventy-two, so he doesn't oh my see that big jump. No way, no, <laughs> no way. way. He also says that out of the three non non Eagles, so Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, he thinks the Sixers have the best chance of going all the way. I guess in the next few years. <sighs> well, look at it. If you take LeBron, it's, who else is left? In the if league? you take LeBron, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so your dad, I, I felt bad last week. Your dad was commenting during our show. And oh I didn't yeah. See it until well, like and Wednesday I got I got all something. his I got all his texts when I walked outside <laughs> and got in my car. So I did want to make sure we checked in before we left. Uh, your dad was correcting you on on the opener. It was on the road in Atlanta. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, a home opener versus the Marlins. He is ready for baseball season. Oh, I'll tell sure. you how much. Well, I know you guys ran the the five k. We did. Yesterday. We did. Yeah. Uh, another uh, successful event yeah. for the Phillies charities. Um, he asked if Nolan's the opening starter. I believe he yeah, is. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is. Um, Arietta may not even pitch in that first time through the rotation yeah, because he just got guys. into camp last yeah. year. So last last yeah last, last year and last week. <laughs> yeah, <also>. um, <laughs> so yeah, well, they don't need a fifth guy for the first couple weeks, right? Right. right. So, um, and I wouldn't rush him, but yeah, Nola, I believe is going to be the opening day starter. And he did mention that Kingery was a six year deal through the twenty twenty three season, and it was team options, like I said, for another three. So they essentially. Gave himself insurance. Like, if this guy is a dud, cut bait after six right. years. They cut him. Right. But if if he's not, if he's the real deal, then they're gonna have you've got him three more years. Well, and not that you necessarily need the team options for those three, but you have them, but it gives you all the leverage in negotiating with him and be like, look, we'll give you another five years and, you know, make these three years guaranteed and then all this other stuff. You know, like so they have the leverage, which is which is nice there. Yeah. Well, hey, good for the kid, though. He's 23, almost 24, and yeah. now has. He's doing. He's, he's doing you know, pretty good for himself. Instant millionaire. Yeah. Job security for at least six years, if not yeah. nine. Maybe he can sponsor a trip where an Arizona football team can come east. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, hey, yeah. we're over. Hey, we're we're getting on up, that. Hit us up. Yeah, if you need somebody to make it happen, Scott, uh, let us know. Your dad also mentions that Kingery was batting three ninety two in spring it's training. Pretty good. Pretty Probably good. Uh, one of the reasons that they decided. Yeah, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep you around. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna keep him up here. And um. Yeah, yeah. Which again, look at the attitude though. You're bringing him up, which is why you sign him to the deal, right? Um, as opposed to Atlanta, who's like, no, we're keeping our guy down. Yeah. It tells you the mindset of the Phillies of not saying they think they're going to win the World Series this year, but they're like, we're we're trying to compete this well, year. They're saying we want to compete. We think we're good enough this year to be an average, above average team that could surprise people, but we have our eyes set in the next three to five years. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And, well, that, I, and that's where I want him to be. I want to be in the we're winning division titles and challenging for World Series right. mode, but the way that it's we're finally at the point where we're building to that. Yep. This is the 0506 seasons, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's back what you want to see. 12 years ago when we got to that incredible run. Uh, you know, in 05 and 06, we were so close to the wild card. I remember being devastated in 06 when I think it was yeah. Houston ended up getting it yeah. with a couple and, games to play. I'll never forget this. In August. Of that year, I'm almost certain it was August. 
we were at a game and the Phillies were winning. They were up like two. And Todd Pratt, I, I'm almost certain it was Todd Pratt, grounded into a triple play against the Astros and they ended up losing that game. And I was like, that's going to come back. That's going to be a game that comes back and haunts you. And they lost out to the Astros by a game, I think, in the yeah. wild card. And I'm like, that's the game where we grounded into the triple play and lost the Astros. Like, Damn I you couldn't. Pratt. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, not that I'm still bitter over that or anything. No, but not at all. Yeah. You know why? Because the Eagles. Are <laughs> yeah. You know why? It's okay because the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Uh, right, so Bill? Right? My, my dad does. He still wanted to be on the record as saying he hopes he's wrong with the 70-72 wins for the Phillies. But he just, I think after us drinking the Kool-Aid from 2012 through 2017 and always yeah. saying they were going to be like 10 wins better than they were, yeah, yeah. I think he's finally like, screw blind you optimist. guys. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go 10 under. He, you know how you and I always text each other all the time, like, we've seen this movie before? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's what your dad is saying right now. Like, yeah. I've seen this before. Justin and Joey get in there and talk all great about the Phillies, and then they're awful. Yeah. Um, it's different this year. I was asked this morning, <laughs> is this the year? And I said, yes. I don't really believe it's the year, but I think it's the year they start to turn things around. So... I would like to see an, another Philadelphia parade by the end of 2020. That's that's the goal. Me too. And that's the goal. Me too. Not not. I mean, of the four, Eagles would be my last because they just oh, got yeah. one, and of the four, they're the least interesting to me. No, no I know? hope they get. I hope they have two more between. Honestly, them. of the group, I want it to be the Flyers because that's no, the one I that I'm that. invested in the most, and I've seen the Phillies win the World so, Series. Like, so if I had to pick one. You just got Eagles. We've seen Phillies. I see. It's really tough because, like, I've seen the Phillies, and I don't think they're quite there yet. You know, but like, I, that's not part of the question. I understand no, that. It's not. If you had to pick Sixers, Phillies, or Flyers as the next Philly team to win their championship in their respective sport in the next three seasons, which one would it be? Oh, man. <laughs> It doesn't mean the We've, others don't win. I'm just saying which is okay. The first. So it's not it's, it's not, not exclusive, right? But if I have a, to pick if, one, no, just like which one? Then, then I pick the Sixers because I've seen the other two, and and we no, haven't no, no. ruled Eagles out that are out. Then those are not in that conversation. I said oh, Phillies, oh, 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 Flyers, Sixers. Okay, okay. Then I then I pick the Sixers just because like when I look at one, I follow the NBA probably as much now as I have at any point in my life. Other than 2001 when the Sixers were incredibly – like that team was just so much fun for me. Um, so I'd probably pick the Sixers also just because like when I look at the current climate in the NBA, for them to win right now, meaning they're better than some of these mega stars that are on other teams, like – and what that would mean, that would mean like the process worked. And I don't mean that to sound cliche, but I mean like getting Ben Simmons and Embiid and like in order for them to win, that would mean that had to work. Right, because either they used it or they flipped that for incredible talent or like whatever. Like, but it would have to work in order for that to be the case. So that's why I feel like it. That's why I would pick them. And also with it not ruling out the Flyers or Phillies, um, if I had to pick one just purely on my heart, I'd probably pick the Phillies. If I had to pick one as a fan, I'd probably pick the Eagles just because I feel like the Super Bowl is the one most people care about you know what i mean like if i'm talking about bragging rights i pick the eagles to win one if i'm talking about like my pure fandom like my heart i pick the phillies um if i'm talking like my interest in terms of like projecting forward i think that would be incredible for the sixers and i want the flyers to win like that would be incredible i think 
Oh my gosh, Philly would lose their minds if there's if any of them win between now and 2020. I, I'm picking Flyers. My dad picks the Flyers. Oh, I, yeah, that. that, that I think Pat will punch you the next time he sees. He you might. Outside. He might. Yeah. Well, let's let's end it on a high note by making fun of someone we love to make fun of. Yes. And my dad will be right on board with this one, and uh, so we're going to end with the Sixers, even though we were talking Phillies here, um, but. So the Sixers we just established early in the show are at forty-one wins with what about ten to go? Eleven. Eleven. Right. So they have a chance of getting maybe forty-five, high forties. I shouldn't say it's play. eleven. I, I'm not. It's I think it's that. right. It's yeah. That. You know. Uh, so this is their their best season in a decade plus. Yeah. Uh, you know, because they have some games left, and they're probably going to get past the forty-one wins. Back in early October, I think right before the season starts. Fox Sports' Colin Coward decided to go on a little mini rant when the Vegas over-under uh, came out for the individual NBA teams, and the Sixers was at, what was it? 40. Was it, it was at 40? 40 wins. Okay. For some yeah. reason, I thought somewhere it was 42 and a half. Okay. And I thought someone was going off of like, 42 and a half? There's no way this team's winning 43 games. They're not winning 40. Yeah, right, right, right. They're not winning 40 games. So we know for a fact, because this was put out by the official the herd with Colin right. Coward Twitter account. If you're watching, you can see the over under on the Philadelphia 76ers is 40 games. Right. And Colin said this team ain't winning 40 games even in the miserable East. Right. And he uh, went on to say like abandon the process and like basically yep. you know like oh they're awful. Well, well they won 40 games the other night. That is almost a week ago now. And I this is another thing I love about the team, especially when it's going well. It's it's fun. Um, and Bede called him out. Simmons called him out. Um, he did wear the jersey. He wore oh, did he, he wore the MB jersey this week on the show. After complaining that he couldn't find one, um, he and the producer both wore one. She was kind of more along the lines of like, yeah, we're oh, yeah, going to make this happen. Andrew McGuire yeah. on October 6th. If this team wins 40 games, you wear a Sixers jersey and say you was you was wrong on your show. And he and Coward said, deal. So, uh, yep. so you say he did it. He did it. He did it. I saw the clips this week um, of him. That's Photoshop. <laughs> but yeah, um, he did wear one. I think it was an Embiid one that he wore this week. I was looking for um, the. I was looking for the Embiid tweet. You know where he sent it back to him. Yeah. Oh, he he called him Colin Cow- Coward. Coward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there it yeah, is. That, I thought. I thought someone tweeted out the video of Coward talking, like saying, "Yeah, like yeah." I was yeah. Tra- I was looking for that, but I don't see it there. Um, but this is through USA Today's For the Win column. And this is Joel Embiid's Instagram where he said, Colin Coward, mm-hmm. coach deserves a lot of credit, 40 wins in the process. Um, and Coward, yeah, like this is a Photoshop from the official, or this is Colin's official personal yeah. account. He says, congrats on 40 wins. Next up, LeBron. <laughs> Just surprises, yes. Hey, I'm all about Hey, he that. was wrong Sounds on the 40 wins. He's right on the LeBron. That's okay. right. And we'll, I'll take that. <coughs> I will take that. Oh. So, a lot of Philadelphia sports in this episode. You and I would lose our minds. Now, okay, so here we go. I would go insane. If if the Flyers don't win it this year, but LeBron comes to the Sixers like this summer, do you still pick the Flyers over the Sixers? Oh, my gosh. That's tough. (laughs) That's tough because I love LeBron. I know. I know. So much because of how much hate he gets. (laughs) 
It makes me love LeBron so much more. Would it lose anything, or would you just gloat in the fact that if he came to the Sixers, I would abandon that's all the stuff? That's so much just... better to me, because I would know that you would be all about it, too. But the thing is, I've been a Flyers fan my entire life. Right, like, right, no. I shouldn't say that, because I've also been a Sixers fan my entire life, but right, but they've pro been... basketball hasn't right. been that important And, like, let's be honest, it's not that, like, I don't like the Sixers, but they've been irrelevant most of our lives. Most of our lives, they've been yeah, irrelevant. They've been that bad. I mean, really, growing up, it was the Dolphins for my like right when I started loving pro sports. Like when I was about eight or nine is when I remember the first years watching pro sports. The Dolphins were the best team yeah. in my fandom. Then the Flyers got really good, and yeah. the Flyers were really Flyers good for really a good. while. They were the steady team. Then they went down and. The Phillies got really good. You know, it was kind yeah. of like Dolphins, Flyers, Phillies. And the Sixers were just kind of there because they weren't awful or great except for most of the years with Iris. And they were good enough, but they always ended up not doing much except right. for that 2000-2001 um, season. But they lost the NBA Finals. So, yeah, I, that would be tough. If, right. if It's a lot of if what it ifs. it comes down to, too. you know, Le- LeBron comes to the Sixers and I have to choose between LeBron and the Sixers or the Flyers, that would be, that would be tough. I, that one would hurt me. Just one of the many reasons <laughs> why I want this to happen. Actually, I, no, I don't. I want them all to win. I, I Let them all win. I want LeBron to come to the Sixers just to see you. Just Wearing the like, LeBron jersey he, on the show? <laughs> deal. I will do it. I will do it. Oh, my gosh. How amazing would that Oh, man. We'd have an entire show. We would have to call Joe, and I'd have to have the oh beat my gosh. button. I don't know that he would. He, I don't, he, he would answer. answer. He would answer, and you're right. We would need to delay it because <laughs> it would not be approved. It would get us kicked off of every platform we use the, to broadcast here. If No, not if. When LeBron signs with the Sixers this, this, this uh, summer. We're gonna rush over here, and I'm gonna we're gonna call Dallas and get Dallas yeah. on the show right away. And he'll be mad at me because I, he and I were on board <laughs> yeah, with LeBron, now, and we still are. Here. As of right now, we're still on board with LeBron, and I'm abandoning that ship as quickly as possible if he comes to the Sixers this summer. So, well, as soon as we hear the rumors of him enrolling his kids down <laughs> in one of the one of the schools. Maybe I love LeBron. I love the the you know how like there's all those tweets that were doing that. There was one for somebody mockingly was talking about Indomic and Sue. It's like I heard Indomic and Sue uh stepped on a kid's leg at him out from prep the other day. <laughs> okay, that's that's pretty <laughs> like, good. Like that was funny. That's pretty good. Yeah. I went, is Malvern where Kobe went? No, he went to uh, Lower Marion. Lower Marion, that's yeah. it. Yeah, Malvern for some reason always sticks out to me. But so I used to go there for polo all the time. Okay, yeah, it's a place Mary. LeBron. Uh, yeah, he, he'd be all right. Or I was gonna say maybe LeBron Junior will be the next Little Marion star. So so here we go. My college friends and I on the our group text there. We want LeBron's kids to go to Duquesne. Now hear me out. Duquesne just gave away LeBron bobbleheads. All right. Okay. Because he played in like a. Like a showcase or something, like AAU or his team okay. did or something that I don't know. But anyway, LeBron's old high school coach, I believe, is the Duquesne coach right now. Oh, really? So that's why they're we're like, yes, get his kids there. Like, get <laughs> LeBron Jr. to go. Like, oh my gosh, like how amazing would that be? Um, make them less terrible. But. <laughs> so the way I look at it is this: LeBron did his duty for Cleveland. He came yeah. back and got them a ring. Yeah. It's over now. It's our time. Right, it's exactly. Time. The Sixers haven't won Come to anything. Philly and bring Mike Trout with you. 30, <laughs> 35 years. Trout and Harper, 
Trout, Harper, <laughs> LeBron. LeBron to the Sixers. Oh, my god! Who can we get from the Flyers? Let's just... McDavid, Mc, Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid, yeah. Uh, Austin Matthews yeah. can come down. Let's bring them all. Um, McKinnon, Nate McKinnon. Yeah. They can come. They can all come. Philadelphia oh my gosh. is a city us... of brotherly love. Look <laughs> yeah. at all the amazing young athletes. We've taken this. Look what, look what one Eagles Super Bowl has done. It's made everything possible. Uh, we need the Kevin Garnett like highlight. Everything is possible! Like you, screaming. You will bow to the power <laughs> of the bell. All right. Oh I my think gosh. we've ranted and raved long enough now. We're starting to get delusions of We're waiting, here. LeBron. It's It's cool. <laughs> So our next show won't be next Sundays. We'll be celebrating Easter with our families. So we'll be back in two weeks on Sunday, April 8th for episode 256. I'm not sure what we'll be talking about at that point then. Um, I don't not... know, but I'll make sure I'm here for the beginning for that intro. And it never gets old. <laughs> uh, we're not quite close enough to the NFL draft to talk draft. Um, baseball will still be very early, and I'm not sure I'm ready to do basketball yet. So... Maybe we'll do a fun tangential thing not related to sports the next show. Um, so stay tuned for that in about two weeks. You can get more from us at jmnjrradio.com. Make sure you follow all of our accounts on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we did a couple of birthday shout-outs at the beginning. But again, happy belated to Greg we mentioned last week. Belated to my cousin Todd. Um, nephew Jameson. Uh, my aunt is also celebrating this coming week. Aunt Joyce. And um, before we have our next show, my brother-in-law, Jason, will be celebrating a birthday as well. Um, anything to say from you? Not that I know of, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Justin. S- smooth transition. <laughs> so very good. Very good on you there. Um, but I think that's it. So thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 255th episode of the Joe Mays and j Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm j And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and j Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.